And hi, you guys. Uh, welcome to Get Real with Rick Dancer, and we're glad you're here. Uh, the week of Thanksgiving, and I've got a really cool show for you tonight. Um, young woman just calls me up. We were talking online a little bit before, and uh, how she changed. She's in the in the works of changing her life, and she's not afraid to talk about it. And we've been having a lot of stories like this lately, and I think it's super healthy um, when people just get to talk and and say their truth. And you guys have been responding like crazy because you like this too, because it's nice to hear honesty and not all the bullshit we get on social media about how perfect everyone is and blah, 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 because nobody's life is perfect. And when we can kind of admit that and work through it, I think we do a lot better than hiding it and not facing it. Um, our sponsors tonight, Chris Dental Family Dentistry, where everyone is welcome. I'm going to have some videos, some in the show and some at the end of the show, but lots of cool new things. He's doing a new night guard that can help you sleep better, but we'll tell you about that later. Albert Taylor, Endless Possibilities, wonderful woman named Jamie's going to come on and tell you a little bit about that. Newly Hyperbarics, the biggest special of the year is this coming Saturday. When, and, and Matt will be telling you, actually, I'll be telling you a little bit about that later on in the show. Um, Rain's Heating and Air Conditioning is having a special on uh, fixing your, maintaining your furnace before it gets freezing cold over there in Oregon and here in Montana. And Montana Oral Surgeons and Implant Center, uh, we're going to hear from one of the doctors. She's super cool. And Fairway Independent Mortgage, Greg Hinkle, uh, he won't be talking with us tonight, but if you're looking for a mortgage, he is your man. Now, I'm going to bring on our guest. This is Alicia. Hi. Hey, Alicia. How you doing? Good. How are you? Oh, is this your son? This is Cooper. Yes. Hi, Cooper. How you doing? Hi. Mom. <laughs> he wants to skateboard outside. So Alicia has uh, Alicia. I'm, is Alicia. It Alicia. It's Alicia. Mom. It's just yes, spelled it's different. Alicia. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you've been talking with me um, online and we've been kind of having some conversations about your Mom. life and what's yes. going on. He's fine. Keep going. He's fine. Okay. So talk to people a little bit about you have really, you've had a rough go and you've made some really big changes in your life. Talk to us a little bit about what was going on first. Well, Rick, honestly, I didn't start drugs until I was 26. Um, and How old then, are you now? How old are you I'm, now? I'm 35. Okay. Yeah. So, so nine years ago. Yes. Um, and you know, it was with my dad, my dad had got murdered and, um, what? but he was in my whole life. My dad's been in a bike crew. You know, I lived in Portland. Um, I have a brother and a sister, but like, I kind of just stayed away from the drug scene. You know, I was a cheerleader in high school. I had good grades. I went to a foster care, had a beautiful foster family, um, because my mom was using drugs. Um, and so my whole life, I never wanted to be like my mom. You know, I never wanted to be like her. And then one day we got a knock at the door saying that my dad was murdered. What, how, what happened? Was we, where was he? Um, well, at that time in my life, I was going through um, a divorce with my first husband. Um, and I had been drinking and I started like dabbling a little bit with meth, you know, um, and my dad kept telling me, like, this is not the life for you. You have no clue, like, the baggage it will bring to you. Um, drugs are not good. And I'm like, well, who are you to judge me? You know, like, he's a, he's a biker. He does drugs right. his whole life. Like, who the hell is this guy? And so, um, long story short is that I um, I forgot to pay my drug dealer off. Mom. And my dad called me and he said, Don't trust me. I'm not. Mom. Hold on, Boogie, stop. He said, um, sis, I'm coming up there. We're gonna, I'm taking you to Florida. This is enough. 
you can't do drugs anymore. Um, I'm going to quit my bike crew. I'm going to come help you. I don't want you to do this. And the day that, um, I mean, I was talking to him on the phone and I said, yeah, dad, sure. I'll get help. I'll do what you want. I'll get help. I'll blah, blah, blah. Just trying to appease him. Just trying to appease him. Yeah. And I kept telling him, send me a hundred dollars, you know? And so he sent me a hundred dollars and I I remember leaving and I remember going to buy a lot of drugs for whatever I could get a hundred dollars. And then the next morning I woke up and my mom was banging at my door and she said, Alicia, your dad is dead. Your dad is dead. And I didn't believe her. You know, until I called his phone and he sure enough, he was dead. He was gone. And so, um, the what first did that, night, do, what did that do to your psyche then? I mean, at it that shattered point. my soul, it shattered me as a person because I had already had my first child. Um, so when you become a parent, you know, you want to protect them. And in my head, I'm thinking like, my dad's my rock. Um, how could this happen to him? Um, all I wanted to do, Rick, honestly, is just do more drugs. That's all I wanted to do. I didn't care about anybody or anything. Um, and the way they found my dad, I wanted to go out. I wanted not to go out. I wanted to um, feel what he was feeling when he died. And he was had a shot of heroin in his arm and meth in his system. And I sure enough, I went and did that. What were you, what were you going, yeah. I, and yeah. now you, you probably look back and you go, what the hell was I thinking? Absolutely, it opened up like a, a different box in my world. I couldn't get high enough after that. So that goes on for nine years. Well, that well, Rick, I actually go to prison in 2015. What? I go to, I go to 2000 and two, um, in 2014. I um I couldn't stop doing drugs so bad, and then I um I literally I go to Coffee Creek until 2016. Um, and I've never been in trouble my whole life. Cooper, one second. Cooper, one second. Mom. What? Sorry, Rick. No, it's okay. This is life, you know. This is how it works. Um, yeah, it's very new to me. Um, come on. Anyways, and so I go to prison in 2004. You guys, this is this is a true mother. <laughs> I mean, she can't look at I. If you were a man, you would not be able to do this because you can't. You can multitask and get this done. This is so Absolutely. funny, Rick. I have two of them. His brother is four and a half. This is Cooper. Cooper's five and a half. Cruz is six and a half. I have two boys. Six and a half. The other one's not home right now. So they're I did they're Irish twins. So I um I very much multitask. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anyways, so um so, so you end up in prison yes. for for what? For drugs and what else? For just being high on drugs, absolutely for a bird one and two UNVs. And I've never been in trouble. When the judge sentenced me. Rick, she said, um, Miss, Miss, at, at the time my last name was Giuliano. She said, Miss Giuliano, you don't even have a speeding ticket. You don't have a speeding ticket, and I gave you enough rope to hang yourself, and you sure, the, you sure did. Wow. So because you, I, I was just so high. So do you feel like, was this part of, in your history, because of your mother? I mean, you know what I mean? Is this, what, what, when you sit back and look at it, what do you think is going on? I don't, I don't really know, Rick, because, like, my mom, like, um, the best vision of my mom that I have is in 1993. And I remember it clear as day. Um, she was beautiful. She had um, beautiful long nails, beautiful curly hair. Her skin was oily. She was sitting by the pool, and she smelled like coconuts. I didn't know that she, was drug, she had a drug addiction because I was so young. And that's my mom. And I always choke up when I talk about her is because um, – I love her till this day and she's still out there, you know, 
and you're um, still on the street yeah and she's my biggest struggle right now you know um because she should be my biggest fan she should be my biggest fan but she's not um, why, why is she not your biggest fan well rick if we fast forward a little bit um the day i overdosed and my son found me my mom decided to help herself to three thousand dollars of mine Oh. The day they carried me out of my house in a body bag. And so you, so you said you were like dead, basically. Yeah. Um, I came home. Um, after prison, um, Rick, I met Travis, and um. And is Travis I, is Travis your current? Yes, he's my current husband. Okay. Travis Bean, yes, and um, I met Travis. He had just got out of prison. I had just got out of prison, and um. We decided, you know, like, um, to hang out, you know, and have two boys all really fast. So we did. It was not, we did not want to have two boys that fast, Rick. It just happened. Um, but during, after we had the last one, I had gotten into drugs again. And um, I didn't like my weight. I didn't like anything about my, my, myself. And so I turned to drugs. So I knew that meth would help me lose weight, right? Um, that's what I remember it doing. And so, well, it grabbed a hold of me really fast once again. Um, our house got raided. Um, we got the boys taken away from us. DHS came, took the boys away, and then we kind of got our stuff together um, a year later. And then a year later after that, I overdosed again. So our kids got taken away again, all from drugs. So what? How, when you see how Oregon is treating drugs with Measure 110, what do you think of that? I think it's crazy. I think that, um, I mean, I've known people who've gone to jail for having a little bit of like a marijuana sack on them or something, you know? They spent a lot of time for that, and now people are just getting away. And now it's fentanyl, it's meth, it's coke, it's, it's, it's everything. And they just, um, I don't really know how I feel, honestly. I don't. I just feel like... Um, but it's you, because you know how dangerous it, and do people do people like when you're in that state, um, drugs in a drug state like that is is a counselor or anybody like that. You're not going to look. You're not looking for that kind of help at that point, are you? At which point? At the point when you're into drugs and you're just on this, you, you, it's it's not like you have to get to rock bottom to want help. Rick, everybody, and I've heard this a thousand times, and I will tell you the truth. Everybody has their own rock bottom, okay? Right. And my rock bottom, you you would think that it was my five, this baby right here, no. my five-year-old finding me upstairs, dead. You know, just finding me, running downstairs, telling his dad, um, mommy's dead. You think that that would totally have been my rock bottom. Four, four Narcans later... Um, I was sitting at home one day after I just came home from the hospital and um, my husband goes to jail. They just took the two boys out of my house and I had just overdosed, I think four days prior. And so I'm new, my brain's all not even here and I'm sitting in the middle of my house, Rick. And DHS comes to take my kids away. Travis's PO comes and takes him away. And I'm sitting there thinking like, why the fuck am I even living? Right. Why am I living? I overdosed. Nobody feels bad for me. They all just, you know, like, uh, come on, take my kids, my husband. Like, what about me? I was very selfish. Um, so, so what what changed? When you called me, you were going, because you called me a, a couple months ago. Yeah. And then, but everything wasn't quite straightened out yet. I didn't want to be a hypocrite. 
and yeah. I wasn't ready. Um, I was still in treatment classes, Rick, when I heard Garrett Taylor's um, podcast with you, because I know Garrett Taylor very well. Um, and I just don't want to, um, the struggle's real. The struggle's very real. Addiction is very real. Um, some people can handle it. Some people can't. Some people can do this recovery and live it and love it. Um, life on life terms. Um, however, when I got sober, it was not when my kids were um, taken away from me, Rick. It was like three months after that I had um, sitting at home with Travis. Our kids are gone. Um, I'm barely working. I'm strung out on meth, you know, even after do overdosing months ago. And I got this phone call from my counselor saying, Alicia, your UA is bad. Because I had been faking my UAs. And she's like, your UA is bad. It came up positive for meth. And I was like, what do you mean? There's no way because I knew it wasn't my pee. And she said, listen, it comes up for alcohol and meth. You know, like, I have to call Deb, my mother-in-law. And Deb is the one that, Rick, Deb is the one that has changed her life for my children. That's what do you Travis's mean? Mom. This is their, that's Travis's mom's, their grandma. Deb Strickland. Do you know her, Deb Bean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, Deb is a very, very strong, strong, independent woman. And um, Deb took the boys changed her whole life when she was going through her own struggles at the time um, and took my my children, who are, if you would have met my children, they're crazy, they're loud, they're, they're two boys that are four and five. Um, Been there. <laughs> and they're very, very hard. And Deb's like, you know, she's totally chill, relaxed, like she just wants to live her life. Um, she goes to AA meetings, NA meetings, and she's just the coolest person, Rick. She's the coolest person I've ever met in my life. Okay. So, she, so people caring about you and not just caring and saying, hey, Alicia, uh, we're sorry. We're praying for you. You need people who are getting down and dirty. Oh, she and, was dirty. And getting in there and in the mess, right? Oh, God. Rick, um, Deb didn't talk to me for a minute. Um, she was very angry with me because uh, she's been around this block with Travis and I before. And she was very, very upset because one thing that's in my head for the rest of my life is what Deb said to me. She said, that's a woman. These are your so your effing children, <laughs> you know, these are your children. You be a mom. That you have any other choice. You are a mother. These children didn't ask for you. You asked for these children. And so she told me that one time. And then here we are, round three. And Deb is taking my kids home with her um, seven days a week. Um, I can't see them. They're in DHS custody. She just loves them. And she wants to protect them from me. And that's sad is that I'm their mother and she wants to protect them from me and Travis because me and Travis are not healthy. So what do you say to, so are you healthier now? <laughs> Rick, my weight. Yes, I am very healthier now. My weight is the, my biggest problem right now, but I'm trying to fix it. I'm not used to weighing all this, but this is what clean and sober looks like. Because you, 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 you find other things. You're, you're, you're an addictive personality, so you're going to find something to fill that. Um, absolutely. But what, what helps me keep sober is my daughter and my two boys. Um, I have a 12-year-old daughter, Rick, who has literally been through all of this with me. And um, when she saw me, I think like five months ago, she said, my God, Mom, you look so good with this weight on you. And I said, Aubrey, that's mean. And she says, no, I love it. And she started crying. Huh. Like, this is my 12-year-old daughter who has no clue what life is yet, you know. But she knows what I put her through. And I think that's my biggest pain is that I never want Aubrey to look at me at the way that I look like, that I look at my mother as, you know. 
Right. I want her to always love me and know that I'm here for her and to know that I'm human and I make mistakes, but I always thought about her. You know, I was talking to Johnny Long the other day um, and uh, he's in you know similar position. And he said to me, you know, he still doesn't have his kids back. And it's been 15 years. And he goes, 15 years ago, if I knew when I took that meth that I was going to lose my kids for this long, I would have never done it. But I was only thinking of myself. We're very selfish in our addiction. I've, I listened to your story with John Long and my heart goes out to him. And I pray that um, he does get his children back because I, um, I'm living proof that you work your ass off your butt. Sorry. <laughs> you ass is fine. Off. Ass is fine. You work your butt off, Rick, you get your children back, you know, and I went from, like I said in the beginning, I went from Deb um, allowing me to see them one day a week to one day she walked in the door and she's like, I can't do this with you guys. I love you, Travis. You're my son. I love you. Like, you guys have two kids to worry about. Like, let's get your effing shit together. And that day that she walked through the door, I, I swear and I promise on you, Rick, I felt a total relief of like, thank God. Like here's the strong woman who is like, take my, took my kids on and she tries to go to AA meetings herself and live her life, you know, in recovery. And then she has two boys, you know, like crazy boys that went from a drug addict house to like, you know, that what she's trying to do is we call her the drill sergeant, but in a very good way. Um, but she has helped me become a stronger person all around. Um, especially taking my kids on, um, loving me for who I am. And I'm just, I'm just Travis's wife. So do you, where, where do you think it all started? Like with, when you look back, cause you've been through some, I'm sure some kind of counseling and therapy through <laughs> drug addiction stuff. Um, what do you look at and go, what are people missing? I mean, do we, do we not, do we put you in boxes, you know, and, and I'm just curious because you're the expert. I mean, you're the person who's been through this. And like, like you, like I told you in the beginning, I never wanted to do drugs. I never, I don't have all these years of teenage years experience. You know, I barely have my twenties. Um, so if I have to say the difference for me today, what keeps me sober is Travis's family and my brother and my sister. It's the support. It's the unconditional love that I get from family. That's not even mine but they're mine by marriage, you know? Um, Deb, Kim, Dick, Gordon, Lori, I have all these people, Nikki, Jen, I have all these people that like love me and there's a Travis's family, right? And I have my brother and sister who've always loved me. My brother and my sister, they've been, they we're the three that we all, all we have is each other, you know? And, so um, do, you, do you think growing up, you didn't feel that you got unconditional love from your parents? I think I never got unconditional love from my mom. I always hit What did she miss? What did she miss about you that she didn't? I mean, not not like what does she miss in terms of she doesn't get to see it. But you know how people just like my dad and I kind of just didn't kind of connect. We always were like this, you know, and thinking different things where I don't think he ever understood, you know, who I was. And if you don't get that as a kid, I think it leaves this hole. And you needed to fill it. I'm, I'm just having fun talking to you here. But I mean, because we're just going through some ideas. But do you think then you you need to fill it? And so dad does for a while. But then when that doesn't work, then well, all right, of a sudden. He was my stepdad. I have Jim, Jim Corbin out there. He's my father. He is my, I call him my sperm donor. He's my father. And I love him. I love Jim more today than I've ever loved Jim in my life. Um, but I didn't get to know Jim. 
I wasn't, uh, I was very rude to Jim because my mom, right. my mom, uh, she met Scott who Scott raised me from two years old until I was 25. Um, and Scott's the one that was murdered. So what do you, like, if there's other people out there that understand exactly what you're talking about, they're going, oh my God, this, this woman, she's like talking about my life. What do you say to encourage them or, um, you know, cause obviously what I think is so weird about like measure 110 in Oregon, the, the state law is to think people are individuals. You, a program isn't going to do very much until you, you know what I mean? Cause you got all those people living on the streets of Eugene and Portland and Salem. It's so bad here. And, and by leaving them there, I have so many friends who are, you know, what the world would call felons. Um, but to me, they're just people because they already served their time. So why do you have to be a felon for the rest of your freaking life? Oh, um, it's, it's like drug addicts. You're not a drug addict. You are not an addict. This is how I look at it. And I know counselors will say this is not right, but I don't think you're an addict. You're done. Now, if you get back on drugs, then you become an addict again. But yeah. why, why can't we be done? It's like I had cancer. I'm not a survivor. I'm done. I'm done. I don't want to be a cancer survivor for the rest of my life. That's not my label. I don't need a label from somebody. Yeah. So you can't ever start new. I mean, it's not like you want to forget what you did and what happened to you because you can help other people, Absolutely. But, it but it doesn't define who you are. I'm not a bad mom. No, uh, I'm not a bad mom. I'm not a bad drug addict. I made mistakes and honestly, they were bad ones. Um, I literally, um, well, you got caught making mistakes. I got caught. We all make we all make pretty bad mistakes. Now, you know, I mean, you can all my judge him by my overdose. What took my boys away from me, Rick, should have been my rock bottom. That's all. It killed me. Um, it took me away from my boys. And my biggest fear is my boys ever, ever, any all three of my kids. My biggest fear is for them to live life without me because I'm their mom. I'm right. here to protect them. I'm here to show them things. I'm here to love them. I'm here to show them unconditional love. And if I'm dead because I want to be selfish using drugs, what good of a mother am I? And you already have one of those. I do. I do. So how do you keep this from, because I know in my own life, growing up, I used to say, I'm never going to be my dad. And, yeah. and the more I said that, the more, the more I, became. I, I became. Yeah. And, and so then what I had to do was go to three years of therapy and learn who Rick Dancer was. What was yeah. your, what, how did, what was your rock bottom for you? And how did you, and you're probably, cause you're so young, cause you are young. You're, <laughs> you're still figuring out who Alicia is, but at least now you have a clean slate. So it's not like, oh, here's this thing. And I got to add this in and drug addict and bad mom and all this stuff. So what was your rock bottom? Rick, I always think about this life on life terms, right? Yeah. I, wanted, I thought, you know, um, I don't consider myself like my mom. I have a lot of traits of her. Um, but you're there with your kids right now. I'm, I worked very hard to get my kids home, Rick. I worked very, 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 very hard. Um, getting clean and sober is hard. It's hard. It's a daily, I, I, one, one, one day at a time, right? Um, and then you have a husband that's a drug addict as well. We, we are, we're, we are very, very bad for each other. Um, but we did it together. Um, somebody who told me one of Travis's friends, he told me, he's like, Alicia, if you start it, <laughs> Travis will follow you. You know, he's like, men do that, you know? And so when I started, Travis did not follow me. It took him a good day and a half, you know, but then he was like, all right, we're doing this. And we've had each other's backs since day one. Huh. Um, 
And I will tell you, Rick, my relationship with Travis is so much stronger today than it's ever been in our seven years been together. I love him more than anything in this world besides my children. Um, we've had each other's backs. We've had each other's ups and downs. Um, our rock bottom is the fact that our kids could probably never come home. And what kind of parents would we be if we, our kids are out in foster care? And, you know, because Deb said to us, she's like, I can't fuck, I, sorry, I can't do this again. I right. cannot take your kids for a whole year. Get I, I'm getting old, she says. And she's like, and I want to live my life. And I don't blame her. So did that, is part of it putting it back on you when you're ready? So if you give, I'm kind of trying to come up with some ideas here that I can look at here and go, okay, you had support from family and friends. Um, you, 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 you knew you end up in prison. You know, you're going to lose your kids. You lose your kids. Yeah. And then it took... So it took that strong foundation of people around you, but then it also took your partner, which you were lucky to have because a lot of people don't have a wife or husband who's going to go along and see it eye to eye. And you both realize we're losing them for good if we don't do this. Sure. And, yeah. and you make that change. Yeah. So how do you keep it? How do you stay clean, sober together? Uh, well, what we're doing right now is working. And um, if you knew Travis, you know that we're very humorous people. We are always laughing, joking. Jo He's always scaring me. Um, and I think that, I, mean, I, I can only tell you myself because he's not here right now. Um, what keeps me sober is the fact of ever having the kids live without me. Right. It's, who's going to show them? You know, um, I don't want my kids to ever look at me like I do my mom. So that's what keeps me sober. Um, I love my mom very much, Rick. I love her. I love her a lot. I struggle with that daily, but I never want my daughter or my two boys to ever ask if I love them. Right. Um, and Travis, I don't, I can't speak for Travis, but, um, he, what he tells me is that what keeps him sober is, um, a foundation to have a strong foundation. You have to build up from there, right? If we have a crappy foundation, how are we going to build up for us? So what is, what is your foundation? So what is your found? What is your strong foundation? It's each other. Because we build a foundation with us. We have a family. We have, you know, kids. We have jobs. We keep going up from there, right? Because the foundation is us. So what do you believe in the depths of your heart about life and why you're on this planet? Oh, God, that's a good one, Rick. I don't Maybe. know. I believe that, um, I believe that we all have purpose in life and we all can make and um, we all have our own choices. I chose to go down a certain path for a little bit, but also today I choose to be a good mom, a friend, sister, brother, niece, nephew, mother, sister-in-law, um, wife. And I feel like I am put on this earth to show my children the right way to love each other and to always know that to be there for each other. Because and my brother and sister are always there for each other. Right. And I think Alicia, what's really fun about life is, uh, and, 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 uh, quite honestly, uh, tormenting is that we each get to write our own story. Absolutely. And um, we have the power of the pen, so we can include things, but we also have the right to edit things out of our lives. And you've, you've decided to edit drugs and alcohol out of your life. Rick, and that's called a pen with an eraser. Ask him about that. It's called it a pen, a pen with an eraser. Okay, I can write my story with a pen, but there's an eraser at the back of it. Right. And I, I love that about life, but it's also really hard because 
Um, some of our story gets written for us. Yeah. And then we get to go in and say, how do I make that different? See, part of what I love and that why I like doing this is that I believe that everybody has a voice and they should be able to use it, whether I agree with them or not. So freedom of speech and freedom for you to yes. speak. And I don't want to hear the Hollywood stars tell me the program they went through. I want to hear the Alicia's in the world who we're are like, people. you're the real, yeah. you're the, you're the rubber hits the road <laughs> and, and you know, and everybody's story is going to be different. But by you telling that, I think people out there that are watching, even if it's not like it could be a debilitating disease that they have, you know, but trying to find ways to get through. Um, if it, and one of the things that I love about writing my own story is you get to determine who the characters are in the story, too. Absolutely. You know, you can cut them out pop and in, you have to pop in. Yeah. Yeah. And there's some that pop in and you have to go. I got to write you out of my story because you don't belong here because you're not you're not helping me. Even if you love those kind of people, Rick, mm -hmm. I, um, I, um, I'm no better than anybody else out, out there that has been experienced through overdose, drug addiction, parents that don't love them or, you know, whatever my story is out there. Um, I'm, I know there's somebody out there just like me, but I want people to know that, um, if you have children, if you don't have children, recovery is so much easier. Being clean is so much easier than struggling to put $10 in your gas tank and buy a $5 sack. You know, if you have only 20 bucks, you know, most of the time you put 15 in your, uh, for dope and five in first, uh, sack. I mean, 15 for dope and $5 for your gas. Like that's no life to live. And that's one thing I'm thankful for today is that like, it's the struggle of struggling. Right. Um, I just live every day as it goes. And I'm very thankful of everyone that never gave up on me. So last question for you, why did you want to do this? Like I just said, um, I just wanted people to know that, well, you know, I, um, there are some people that I've heard on your show, Rick, um, and I agree to disagree with some of them, you know, nobody wants to be fake on your show, right? Right. You don't want to have fake people on your show. Um, so sobriety is hard. It's been hard for me but it's been worth it. And I've seen you around. I've heard from you from other people. Um, I've listened to some of your podcasts. I'm telling you right now, I think you're doing great. And the people you have on your show are very amazing. Um, as long as you're telling the truth. Yeah. Cause you know, cause you know the thing, Alicia, I really believe this with all my heart is the truth really does set you free. A hundred percent, you know, and it doesn't matter how much we fuck up our lives. Um, it's how we put them back together that really matters. And it, it, if there are people out there, I always think I get kind of curious about people that when you sit down and talk to them, the whole world's just their oyster. And I'm going, you know what? Because if you open that oyster, there's little gritty. Here's the thing about an oyster. The sand and the irritation inside that oyster is what causes the pearl. Yeah. And if you don't have any sand in your oyster and it opens up, you're, you're nothing. Absolutely. So the pe the people that have that have that irritation and that stuff that goes on, that's when you find the little jewel inside, and that takes. Um, it's not like you put it in there on purpose, but it's that natural process, and and I think that's what makes people interesting. And I, you're you're very interesting and intriguing, and I think your voice and your daughter are very lucky. Thank you very much. I appreciate having you on your show, and yeah, thank you.
All right, Alicia, thank you so much for calling. And I'm really happy you did this because um, I'm going to do this live on here because I forgot to tell you, but this will air on Tuesday, tomorrow night. Um, okay. Yeah, okay. So it'll air tomorrow on Tuesday. So that's when you'll be on there. All right. I'll, we'll see you later. Thank Bye. you. Thank you. See, see ya. So again, um, with all my heart, I believe that we create our own story. And um, like her, like Alicia, things get put in there that you don't have a choice on. But it's how you deal with them. And um, all of us have issues dealing with things at some point. Um, I'm going to show you some some videos in here. These are our sponsors, and I don't always do this, but we have some really interesting things going on right now. And here's the first one is Albert Taylor. And I want to you want to talk about amazing people. Look at Jamie. Because of my disability, takes more concentration. Yeah, I I understand a lot more than people think that I'm different in some ways, that I'm a great person. I help with people. I help do things because I'm always happy and excited that I need more help than some others of my disability. Sometimes it takes me longer to process everything. Remembering a person, it, does matter yeah I think I matter yeah you have to be kind to people otherwise you don't get anywhere boy yeah kind to people because otherwise you don't get anywhere what would that say um, here's a, another one of our amazing clients the smile is huge. I mean, just having a smile um, and when you interact with people, it uh, really uh, makes people much more confident, much more comfortable. And uh, restoring those smiles and the same thing with facial trauma. When you have patients who've been through facial trauma and reconstructing um, the face, it's, it really makes a tremendous impact on people emotionally. and. That's always appealed to me. I really like taking care of the whole person. And one of the other people we're really thankful for is people like uh, Bradley at uh, <clears throat> the heating and air conditioning company. Um, these are folks who, um, Rains Heating and Air Conditioning, they called us up and said, we love what you're doing and we want to, we want to support you. Um, and they're having a, a, a special right now that I want you to hear about right real quick. Well, cleaning your furnace and getting everything up to snuff uh, is pretty important in the fall. And Bradley Rains joins us now from Rains Heating and Air Conditioning uh, at a Cresswell. And uh, I, thankfully, you're already in the attic. <laughs> so yeah, Bradley, the challenge getting up here. <laughs> yeah. So Bradley, when somebody calls and asks for a, a maintenance, what is it that you do? So Rick, we, we come out and we do a full inspection for your maintenance. We come out and we open up the doors. We do a check on all your electrical components, such as your capacitor, your blower motor. We check your bearings. We check the, the control boards and we check your transformers. We check all your wire leads going into your breakers. Um, we put a coil cleaning solution on your coils so that it disinfects your coils 
We also put an algae tablet in the drain pan so that it keeps algae from building up and getting a swampy smell in your house. So now is the time to get that done before winter sets in. And they, as you saw, they have a $99 special for a 15 point inspection. Um, this week and on Saturday after Thanksgiving is the biggest sale of the year at New Leaf Hyperbarics and Wellness Center. Hi, I'm Rick Janser. Well, I froze up. <laughs> What's going on with me? I'm gonna see if I can get that back. Um, one of the other things, what's this one? Oh! That's Greg Hinkle, who I was telling you about earlier, Fairway Independent Mortgage, if you're looking for a loan, uh, someone who can help you through the lending process, 406-389-4441. Um, also, let me, I'm gonna go back and let's, let's see if this works now. We'll try it again. Nope, it's just going to sit there. Well, what is wrong with me? Oh, our internet's a little bit slow. Um, let's see if we have Dr. Bratlin is running a special. So I don't know if you guys are snorers or people who wake up a lot at night. And Dr. Bratlin has found that he's taking the night guards that people put on their teeth to keep them from gnashing their teeth. Um, he's doing a little adjustment on those. And they can work really well in terms of you... Um, I'm going to try something here. You, if, if you um, are someone who needs to, some kind of help like that, it helps. Well, hello, everybody. Joining me is Dr. Michael Bratlin from Chris Dental Family Dentistry. I made one of these appliances for myself just to, the, 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 to see how to experience it, just, to, just so I knew what to tell my patients what, what it was. And, and Rick, just show everybody real quick what it looks like. Yeah, so here's what it is, you guys. This is what it looks like. And you so just what that does is it moves the jaw forward, and there's different size bands. bands. And so everybody starts out with the second longest band, and so it kind of moves the jaw forward. Yeah. But now I've been doing it for two years now. It has changed my life. And it has changed a lot of people's yeah. life. FYI, this, these devices, they cost anywhere from three to $6,000 uh, in a lot of dental offices. If you, if you don't have insurance, I think it's like, I think it's about 12 to 1400 bucks. Well, I think it's awesome because I think there's a lot of people like you and me who don't qualify for as sleep apnea, yeah. but we are snoring, grinding our teeth and not sleeping well. And here's something that's, I mean, it's pretty dang simple. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I couldn't live without it. And that's why I kind of reached out to you. I'm like, hey, we got to let people know because it is such a life changer. I've Dr. Michael Bratlin, thank you for coming up with new inventive ways to stop us from grinding our teeth <laughs> and just might help you sleep a little bit better at the same time. Well, I guess my new leaf hyperbarics moment isn't going to show up. Anyway, here's how that works with Matt. So this Saturday and up until Monday, you can order a year's worth of um, hyperbaric treatments and massage at $75 an hour. So at a special price, 
or also the light therapy, which is the 20 minute session. That's $35, but you can buy a hundred of them or 200 of them or whatever you want for the entire year. But that's this Saturday. It's called green Saturday. He does it every year. Um, and you can go in there on Saturday or you can give, call them up, give them the credit card number. They'll charge it to your account on Saturday and they'll have that available through Monday to do. So I'm Rick Dancer. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Alicia, for being brave enough to come out and talk. Um, please have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Share this on your page because there are other people going through hard stuff and you'd never know how something like this uh, may help them. So uh, have a, again, have a good Thanksgiving and we will see you uh, next week.